0: Before we get started this morning, I want to talk to you. That, well, let's, let's go to Lord in prayer. That's always a good way to start. Lord, we thank you and praise you for who you are in our lives. Lord, that you are our strength, that you are our portion. Lord, that anything we do apart from you is nothing. And so, Lord, the message this morning, I pray that it just be all you. Lord, that it be your words, that it be your strength, that, it, that you would be my portion this morning. Lord, that as we, as we go into, and as we talk about what prayer is and, and what prayer means, Lord, I pray that you would strengthen each person here, that you would draw them closer to yourself, that you would draw them closer to your holy presence. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name that, that there would be a, a fire ignited in them for prayer. Lord, we thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. When we talk about prayer, prayer is one of those things that, well, let's be honest. For many Christians, pray, people find prayer to be boring. For, for the majority of Christians, people find prayer to be boring. And sometimes it may have to do with just kind of how they were raised. Sometimes they grew up and, and they, I went to a meeting, and it was here in, in town. And I went to a meeting, and at the end of the meeting, uh, they said, We'd like to pray. And I said, wow, that's great. So we all kind of gathered in a circle, and we held hands, and I thought we were going to pray. And, I, and so I started to go, Lord, you know, thank you so much for the, the men that have gathered here, and thank you for the... Well, no, that's not, that's not what they wanted to do. They wanted to hold hands, and they wanted to do this. If you know it, repeat it. Our Father, who art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. And, and that's, I almost fell asleep. I almost felt. I almost just conked out right there. We were holding hands and, and, and I said, well, I thought we were going to, I thought we were going to pray. Well, this is, a, this is the only prayer we do because this is the only prayer we can agree upon. I thought, oh my. This is, this is a guide to prayer. The Lord's Prayer is a guide to prayer. When you pray, pray in this way that we give thanks to God. Prayer is considered by many to be boring and tedious, and prayer isn't hip or trendy. It's not. Prayer requires concentration. Prayer requires an attention span. Now, I want to just kind of do a little survey here. Uh, The attention span of a normal human person. How long do you think it is, Doug? 20 seconds. 20 seconds. (laughs) The attention span of a normal person is 20 seconds. Anybody else have a different answer? Bonnie? 10 minutes. 12 seconds. The attention span, oh, that was good. What are we talking about? (laughs) Hey, what were we talking about again? That was a good one. 20 seconds, I heard 10 minutes, I heard 12 seconds, I heard 30 seconds. The attention span of the normal, it used to be 12 seconds. Who said 12 seconds? It used to be 12 seconds. It is no longer 12 seconds. It is eight seconds. Eight seconds. Do you want to know something funny? A goldfish has the attention span of nine seconds. We are just under a goldfish. If we are really motivated, if something really mot- motivates us, then it can be anywhere from five to twenty minutes. Five to twenty minutes is the is the and, and listen, when you're when you're a pastor, when you're a preacher, they'll say, well, how long are you going to preach for? And when I say, well, you know, I grew up in a church where they preach for an hour. And I say, oh, no, 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 no. No, you want to keep it at 20 minutes or less because that's all that people can pay attention to. Well, they just watched a movie that was three hours long. Yeah, but it was Star Wars. (laughs) If something motivates you, it's five to 20 minutes. And so when it comes to prayer, prayer requires focus. Prayer requires concentration. Prayer sometimes doesn't require those things. It just requires you to be still. It just requires you to, to be quiet. And that's not popular in today's culture. Just to, just to be still and know that he is God. There are six main types of prayer. And there's just, these are the main types. There's the, and we're not, we're not going to go over all of them this morning. In fact, we're only going to go over one of them this morning. And it's for a very specific reason. The number one would be the prayer of agreement. Number two would be the prayer of faith. And we'll get into, in the coming weeks, we'll get into which, what all of these mean. The prayer of consecration and dedication. The prayer of praise and worship. The prayer of binding and loosing. And then what I want to focus on this morning is the prayer of intercession. The prayer of intercession or intercessory prayer. You say, well, Pastor David, why would you focus on that this morning? Because we are praying in the new year. And you could take this a couple of different ways. The, the title of the message this morning is praying in the new year. Or it could be praying in the new year. I could be praying in the new year. Or I could be praying in or throughout the whole year. Now when we talk about intercessory prayer, the, the tomorrow night, starting tomorrow night and going to through Friday, we're going to be here at the church at seven o'clock, and, and we're going to be praying for people. This is what we call intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer. you say, Pastor, David, what does intercessory prayer mean? Please go to the, the scripture on the PowerPoint. This is Ezekiel, verse 20, uh, chapter 22. Starting with verse 29, it says, the people of the land have used oppressions, committed robbery, and mistreated the poor and needy, and they wrongfully oppressed the stranger. I looked for someone to stand up for me against all this, to repair the defenses of the city, to take a stand for me, and to stand in the gap to protect this land so I wouldn't have to destroy it. I couldn't find anyone, not one. I want to focus on Ezekiel this morning because the people of the land have used oppressions, committed robbery, and mistreated the poor and needy. And they wrongfully oppressed a stranger. I look for someone to stand up for me against all this. I look for someone to stand in the gap. I look for someone to stand up and say, I'm going to help fix this. I'm going to help guard this. I am going to be the one who stands in the gap for this. Intercessory prayer, at its most basic level, is standing in the gap. I have a, I had years, uh, a few years ago, she she passed away, but my grandmother lived to be 92 years old, and and she was a prayer warrior. She's part of my spiritual lineage. I love that about her. When I would speak to my grandma, there was times when I was younger that uh, my grandma, she never had anything to talk about except for Jesus. And when I was younger, I would roll my eyes. When I was, listen, I would be, she had a heart to witness to people. She had a heart, she would always say that she had a ministry to forlorn and lonely people. That that was her ministry. I remember being in the grocery store with grandma And somebody was in the aisle and she grabbed them and just started talking to them about Jesus. That was my grandmother. We were we went camping on a beach one day. We went camping and we're at the beach and and it's at night and the candles are up there, and it's kind of like a, a lantern thing is up there, and kind of cool atmosphere. And this guy's walking on the beach, and she says, Hey, let me talk to you about Jesus. She grabbed him off the beach. It didn't matter. My grandmother was a praying grandmother. I loved my grandmother. And I, I asked her before she passed away. I, I was in college and I came home for college. And, and I, I really had a burden to go and talk to her. And I went and I was talking with her and I had lunch with her. And I asked her to have lunch with me. And, and we sat there and I said, she said, well, David, what is it you want? And I said, I want the burden that's on your soul to be the burden that's on my soul. I want the mantle that's on you to be the mantle that's on me. And we prayed together, and, and my my grandmother, I mean, how many have seen the movie War Room? Okay, the movie War Room is about a, a woman, a woman who gets in her prayer closet. My grandmother would get in her prayer closet and she would pray and pray and pray. One of the people that she would pray over was my father. One of the people she would pray for was my father. And my father, he wasn't living for the Lord. This is years and years and years ago. And uh, she would tell me that that she prayed for him before he came to know the Lord. And before he came to know the Lord, he went to Vietnam. And when he was in Vietnam, something pretty
1: incredible happened. Go ahead and play the video. Supposed to be a halfway decent secure area, but uh, as we were looking it over, uh, we were probably real slow. About 50 foot up in the air, and we ran across a 51 caliber machine gun nest. Now the communists fire, their tracer fire; our tracer fire was red. Their tracer fire was green, so you know who was who. <laughs> and uh, but if they're shooting at it, it. Don't matter what color it is, really, and. And anyway, these uh, green tracers come up at us like, they look like basketballs coming right up to the windshield, right straight at me. And I thought, man, we're done for, because that's for 51 caliber at 50 foot, that's nothing. And they can really tear holes in a helicopter or an aircraft fast. And we, we saw these, these bullets of so the tracers coming right up to the windshield and to make a 90 degree turn. I mean, everybody's mouth is just kind of like hanging open and, wow, what's going on? And I remember as we got out of the area and we called in the coordinates for, this, for the enemy where they were for, for some jets to come in and get them or whatever, I remember thinking, thank you, Lord. And like I said, I, I'd, I never thought that I'd make it through. But, you know, one of the things that, uh, that I, I found out that was kind of, kind of different of I I kept noticing was uh, we'd always inspect the helicopter before flight and after flight, after a mission. And we flew Nighthawk. Uh, we sl- used to sling out bombs, homemade bombs. And, and uh, we'd do medevacs and resupply and combat assaults. And, and there was just all kinds of things that we did that, you know, where you were in a situation every day where you could have, uh, where the enemy could have gotten you. And a lot of times we got right down into Triple Canopy Jungle, into a landing zone. A landing zone, they called them LZs. And you'd hover down in there and get down there and all of a sudden you'd see these uh, muzzle flashes and the enemy would be just not too far away. You'd just see them right straight ahead or off to the side and they'd be not, not, not 20, 25 yards away. while well, we were at point blank range. And we'd get back and we would, after we'd get out of there, and they they'd be shooting at us right at point blank range with their rifles. We get out of there and we get back and inspect the helicopter, and we couldn't find any bullet holes. Couldn't find any damage done, and, and nobody was getting wounded at, on any mission that I was ever on. And I thought this is a real strange deal. I mean, we're right in the middle of a firefight. You know why why didn't we take any hits? We were right in the middle of a firefight. Why don't we take any hits?
0: Intercessory prayer will allow you to stand in the gap for people who don't know how to pray. For people who, my dad didn't have a relationship with the Lord. All he had was a praying mother. All he had was a praying mother. All he had was someone to stand in the gap while, while he took his time in his journey of faith. All he had was a praying mother. You may have people in your family that are lost. But, some, but, but they come to your mind and, and you can't help but just pray for them. You can't help. There may be people, you may have brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, parents that are, aren't living for the Lord. And there's times in your life where God will call you to stand in the gap for them. Intercessory prayer, at its most basic level, is standing in the gap. Intercession means this. It means interceding, acting in prayer on behalf of someone else. The person may be incapable of praying for himself. Maybe he's on drugs. Maybe he's mentally confused by false doctrine. Maybe he's just lost in his sin. Maybe the person is so sick they can't muster the energy to stay awake, let alone pray. And so you step in the gap and pray for them. This is what intercessory prayer is, that I am standing in the gap. They may not know any better. They may be sick. They may be incapacitated, but I am standing in the gap for them. The compassion in my heart, the the call from God requires me to step out in my faith and stand in the gap for them. When I was younger, I would be, I was laying in bed one night and I could not sleep. I was probably about 16, 17 years old, and I just could not sleep. And the reason I could not sleep, and this is gonna sound bad, it's not bad, trust me. The, the reason I couldn't sleep is I was thinking about a girl. It's okay, honey. I wasn't thinking about a girl and that I wanted to date her or in romantic ways. Uh, This girl kept coming to my mind that she was going through something very tough. And when I began to think about her, I would get very panicky. When I began to think about, uh, like she came to my mind and all of a sudden I I thought, man, I got to pray for her. And so in my bedroom alone at night, I got on my knees and I was praying. And I prayed maybe for about a half an hour. But the half an hour was just, God, I don't know the situation that she's going through. I don't know specifics. But I know that she's going through a hard time. Lord, allow me to stand in the gap for her. Allow me to stand in the gap. Allow me to take the fire. Allow, listen, send my angels to protect her. Send my angels to watch over her, to strengthen the angels that are already surrounding her. Lord, that I would stand in the gap, and no matter what she's going through, she will go through it. She will get through it. I prayed for about a half an hour. I felt released, and went back to bed, slept like a baby. My son thinks that's funny. It's always good when the jokes work for the five year old crowd. I saw her about a week later and I said to her, I said, Hey, how's everything going? She said, Man, uh, about a week ago, it wasn't going too well. But I got through it. You know what I didn't do? I didn't go, Hey, you know what? That was me. That was me. I prayed for you. Super holy that night. I was praying for you, and you got through it. No, I didn't do that. I just said, wow, that's awesome. That's, I'm glad you got through it. It wasn't boastful. It wasn't, look what I did. <laughs> no. There's times, there's, there's been times, I have, I remember when I was in college, and I, you know, I thank God that uh, the brother, there was a, that one of my brothers was, was really on my heart. And really, really on my heart, I mean, night after night after night, I would go out to the baseball fields and just be alone and pray for him. And it was grieving prayer. It was just, oh, God, please. He can't be lost in his sin. And I thank God that he's come to know the Lord now. But but when I was in college, when I was out in the baseball field, it felt like I was fighting the battle of my life for his life. It felt like I was standing in the gap against everything that was coming against him. Have you ever been there? Have you ever prayed that way for somebody? Have you ever been just burdened with the heart of just somebody was on your mind or something was on your mind? There's times where you can be in intercessory prayer for each other, You can be interceding for each other. You can be interceding for a church. You can be interceding for a nation. Who will stand in the gap? In Ephesians 1 15 through 18, Paul wrote this. Therefore, I also, having also, I'm sorry, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. Keep going. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Why couldn't they pray for that? Why couldn't they pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him? Why couldn't they pray for the eye? Listen. Listen because Paul was standing in the gap for them. They didn't know what to pray, but Paul knew what to pray. They didn't know what to pray, but Paul knew what to pray. And he did it so that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, the eyes of your understanding may be opened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. I am standing in the gap for you and you and you so that your eyes can be opened and you can see the glory of our Father. I am standing in the gap for you so your eyes may be opened and you may know the hope of his calling. Have you ever been burdened by somebody that way? Have you ever been burdened to where you felt like you needed to get down on your knees, that you were, you were about to take part in some spiritual warfare? That's why the name of the movie is called War Room because when she gets into that prayer closet, it is a literal battle. It is a battle against the forces of the enemy. What do you mean by the forces of the enemy? I mean demonic forces out to claw their way into your heart. Demonic forces that are trying to trip you up and make you fall in your faith. There are real entities out there that are trying to hurt harm and trip you up there are angels too there are angels out to protect you and strengthen you and lift you up and encourage you but there are times where god will call you to strengthen others there are some people who have a gifting in this I mean, they'll go into their prayer closets and they'll start praying and they'll come out three hours later and they don't even think. It's, it's like 10 minutes have gone by. How many know someone like that? They just, they are prayer warriors. I mean, they'll get in their prayer closet and, and it's just, it's like, not, for me, it's like, oh boy, all right, I'm, I'm ready to pray, Lord. All right, Lord, I'm ready to pray. And, and, and there's sometimes, you know, you get down and, all right, Lord. I thank you for my mom, my dad, my brothers, my sisters. Uh, let's see. I thank you for the church people. Thank you for my food. I think, oh, man, That's only been two minutes. And then you, you, you start to think about what to pray about. Okay, God, I know that this person has a need and this person has a need. And, and you look up, and, man, that's only been 15 minutes. Have you ever gotten lost in your prayer closet? Have you ever been lost in prayer? That the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Paul makes it plain that he prayed regularly for the church in Ephesus and for the individuals. He also writes this in Philippians I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you with joy. Making request for you with joy. When we talk about intercessory prayer, you know, we're going to come here every night this next week at 7 o'clock. So the, there's some, might, some may be here, some may not, but, but we're gonna try, I'm going to try to be here every night. I encourage you to try to be here every night. Prayer is the most important aspect of our walk with Christ. And I, and I just I don't know how many Christians grab a hold of that. I don't know how many Christians grab a hold of that. That prayer, and, and we'll go into the different types of prayer. But right now, and we're talking about intercessory prayer. And I know it's not the most, most glamorous thing to talk about. It can be viewed as boring by some. But when you get in your prayer closet, when you get to a place of praying for others that causes you to battle in the spirit against the forces of darkness that are trying to destroy them, then it is anything but boring. It is anything but boring. Part of my goal as pastor and as the leader of this house is to show you the importance of prayer. To show you the importance of standing in the gap. I think it's interesting that when, when they talk about prayer in the Bible, there's, when they're talking about Ezekiel, standing in the gap, that it's standing in the gap for a nation. The nations at this time were not nearly as large as the USA. The the nations were were compared to, they could be compared to states as far as population and whatnot. But the, the call from the Lord is who will stand in the gap for the nation. My call to you would be who will stand in the gap for your family? Who will stand in the gap for your county? Who will stand in the gap for Emmett County? Who will stand in the gap for Dickinson County? Who will stand in the gap for Esterville? Who will stand in the gap for Spirit Lake? Who will stand in the gap for Okoboji? Who will stand in the gap for Iowa? Who will stand in the gap for the United States? I thank God that the war room, the the movie, brought attention to this. But it seems like it was kind of a hyped thing. Everybody went to go see it, and then not a lot of people went to go do it. My fear is that we've made prayer our entertainment rather than our practice. That's my fear. I pray that's not how it is. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making a request for you all with joy. The fact that Paul said he makes requests is an example of intercessory prayer. Are you willing to stand in the gap this morning? How many know somebody that needs prayer? Go ahead and raise your hand. It's okay. How many know somebody that is just lost in their faith right now? How many know somebody that's lost in in sin right now? They're lost in drugs or alcoholism. They're, They're lost. They're just, they're just, they're gone. But God is calling upon people. He's calling upon Christians to stand in the gap for them. That they would not be lost. It requires a burden on your soul. Is there a burden on your soul for them? I was in a, a, a service one night. And it was a service where they were specifically praying for healing. And there was an issue happening in my life that I needed healing for. And it was kind of a big issue for me. And I was sitting there, and as I, as I was sitting there, where we people were praying and people were worshiping, and as I was sitting there, I saw a, a girl who was in a wheelchair, who had some level of mental retardation. She could barely. She couldn't barely close her mouth on her own as drool came down the side of her face. And as I was sitting there, I was overcome by a burden for her. As I was sitting there, I was overcome by a burden for her. And I prayed, God, if it requires me to set aside my healing so that she could get her healing. God, if it requires me to fight for her, I didn't know her from anybody. All I knew was the burden that was on my soul for her. God, and and listen, God lives in the eternal. We live in time. There will be healing that will come. We're going to talk about prayers for healing and things like that, but, but, but my, my point is this. Have you ever had the burden for somebody that's so heavy on your heart you can't hardly stand under it? Have you ever had that burden for anybody? Has it been a son? Has it been a daughter? Has it been your parents? Has it been your neighbor? Has it been your coworker? Not that every time you see them, you say, hey, brother, have you, have you gotten to know the Lord yet? Hey, hey, hey sister, have, have you come to know Jesus yet? I've been praying for you. No, it's not that. It's, it's in your prayer closet, in your prayer times, that the burden for their soul overcomes yours. That God, whatever they're going through, Lord, strengthen them. Lord, I pray that you would draw, draw them closer to yourself. Lord, whatever, whatever battle they're facing, send my angels to help watch over them. But I want to say this very clearly, and I don't intend to step on toes this morning. This is just the, this is just the facts of the matter. That to be a warrior in intercessory prayer... Requires you to pray in the first place. It requires you to pray in the first place. You can't, we can't, you can't, we, you gotta start somewhere. We gotta start somewhere. You say, Pastor David, I, I just, I, I don't have a prayer life. I don't have a prayer life. You gotta start somewhere. Five minutes a day. I can't. Five minutes a day. I I I prayed for everything. I got done. It was only three minutes. Just spend two minutes. Just being quiet. Just saying, Lord, speak to me. Prayer is not a one-way conversation. It's not just a one-way. God, here's what I need today. He He's not your genie. He's not there to give grant you three wishes. But God, here's the burden that's on my soul today. Lord, I pray over each person here if the worship team wants to come forward. God, I know this isn't this is a, a, a hyped up and, and Yahoo and holler type message. This is, this is just a, a teaching on what we need to do in our prayer life. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen The prayer lives of each person in this room. Lord, that you would lift them up in their prayer time. Lord, I pray that the burden that's on their souls would be lifted. God, that you would give them a burden for others, that you would give them a burden for individuals, that you would give them a burden for their church, that you would give them a burden for their county, that you would give them a burden for their city. We will be more than happy just to sit in chairs on a Sunday morning we will be more than happy to come to a service, sit in some chairs and walk out the building and go back to our homes if we do not have a burden for this city. If we do not have a burden for the city, we will be fine coming in, sitting down, hearing a message, going home and living our lives. But God has called you here for a reason, a season and a purpose. God has called you to Esterville. God has called you to this church not to sit in the chairs but to to do the work of the kingdom that we are here to reach out to the community God that you would give us a burden that we would intercede in prayer for Esterville that we would intercede in prayer for our schools and for our loved ones and for those who are lost and dying in this place God, that you would give us a burden as a Christian, that I would lay myself down, that I would carry your cross, Lord, strengthen my prayer time. Lord, push it from 5 minutes to 10 minutes. Lord, from 15 minutes to 30 minutes. Lord, push it from an hour to 3 hours. Bring me to a place in my life where I am burdened by the souls of others. And strengthen me in my prayer time. Strengthen those who are here in their prayer time. Lord, we thank you and praise you for your grace and mercy in our lives. We thank you and praise you for for your awesomeness in our lives. We thank you and praise you for everything you are. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to stand this morning, and we're going to come and worship I pray that that you would pray that God would burden your soul with those who are lost, those who are dying, those who are broken and tired. Let's worship him this morning.